0: The Ducks have a new signing. What does it mean? And who should they go after now over the summer? We'll talk about that after this little jingle. Your locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got to clear my throat here. Hello, everyone. It is Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, let's get right into today's show. This is an audio-only show. We will be back on the YouTubes tomorrow, well, I guess later tonight depending on when this comes out, because we've got some other stuff to talk about on the YouTubes. But first, but first, got to go over this signing that the Ducks just made pretty much over the holiday weekend. This is a not a super important trade, but this kind of tells you the direction the team is going right now. Right now, they're going after depth, and they're just trying to put pieces together, maybe for the San Diego goals. We don't know for sure uh we found out that actually this was made official on late June 1st that the Ducks signed left winger Pavel Regenda to a 2-year ELC this is an entry level contract so once again i have to explain that entry level contracts they have a little bit of stipulation to it again ELCs are typically meant for younger players Players that will go into training camp. And if they don't make it, they'll be sent to minors. And with this ELC, that means that they are waivers exempt. What does that mean? Waivers exempt means that they can go up and down from the goals to the Ducks without having to go through waivers. So it sounds like Pavel Regenda is going to be a depth piece. Possibly one of those tweener guys. I know the Ducks have a few of those tweener guys. You have... Pavel Ragenda now in that role you have Bo grew who was kind of a, who is kind of a tweener guy, Hunter Drew. he's a tweener guy. So this just adds to that list and the reason I call him tweener guys is because they these are players that consistently go between the AHL and the NHL. In other words, guys that are flourishing in the American Hockey League and that winds up on the third line or the fourth line if you're a forward in the NHL. So, these are depth moves. This is another depth move for the Anaheim Ducks. And honestly, not a bad one. Uh, Regenda did play out in Europe. He helped Slovakia to a bronze medal in the Olympics this past winter in China. So, he looks pretty good. Where he looked really good recently was in the World Championships. So, he's looking pretty dang good for Slovakia. Gotta give the Ducks credit for going after some pretty decent overseas talent. He's 22 years old, 6'2", a buck 87. He's a left winger. The Ducks could use, they could always use another left winger. Why not? This contract is pretty friendly for the Ducks, but a little bit more. So on the World Championships, he scored five goals in eight games in the World Championships just taking place last month. He looked good. He looked good during that, during those worlds. Um, had a good sense of being at the right place at the right time. And does move well off the puck. And he is one of those guys that, I don't want to say he's consistently moving, but he does move around a lot, and he's not a static player. By that, I mean he will just not sit in one corner on the power play, a la Martin Furk. Who just stays in one spot. No, this is a guy that will give a little bit of variety to the offense. And if he winds up being one of those top guys in the goals power play, then that's good for San Diego. They could always use some power play help because the San Diego goals, they weren't exactly lighting up the scoreboards on the power play. In fact, they were not one of the best power play teams in the AHL. That honor went to the Ontario Reign. But San Diego could always use some help. And hey, it's always good to have that kind of break glass in case of emergency type of player for the Anaheim Ducks. So that's what we've got. We've got Pavel Regenda coming from Slovakia and playing in the NHL slash. I mean, NHL, AHL, we don't know. Training camp is coming in three months. So we still have a bit of time before training camp we still don't know who the Ducks are going to draft, who they're going to sign. We simply don't know what they're going to do. But looking more at at Pavel, he's got some pretty decent little stats. And I I like the 93 extra league games with Dukla Mikulovsa. He's got 64 points in 93 games. Bit of a bruiser. I like it. Not afraid to... Bash around, not afraid to take the hit. Yeah, I like it. It adds a little bit, a little bit of toughness. He also he also played in Jokeritz U twenty team, scoring thirty three points in forty seven games. And honestly, he's he's looked good this past season. Just looking at some of the highlights from him, you know what? The goals or the Ducks could always use a big bodied, skilled winger. And he has began to refine his skills. So in that sense, this is a good signing. A little bit more about this particular signing. It's cap friendly. It's it's very friendly for the cap. So it is a two-year entry-level contract. It's a cap hit of $855,000. An AAV of nine twenty First year, $750,000 salary. $92,500 signing bonus. 82 and a half games played bonus and an 80,000 minors contract. So let me also explain the minors thing. Typically, if a player has an ELC and goes between the NHL and the AHL, the 80,000 salary for the minors is how much they get if they spend the entire season in the AHL. So if he plays his whole year in San Diego he would just get $80,000. He'd still get signing bonuses, so he'd be making, he's making six figures, low six figures, but hey, that's better than a kick in the pants, right? It's better than, I don't know, being a minor league baseball player. What? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, the seven hundred fifty k. let us say he plays, just for an example, let's say he plays a fourth of the year with the Ducks and three-fourths of the year with San Diego. That means he'd get three fourths of that 80K or 60,000, and he'd get one fourth of that 750K or about $180,000. So, all told, he would make about 230, 240,000 for playing 20 games with the Ducks and 60 games with San Diego. That's not a bad deal, but let's see what happens in training camp. Let's see, most of all, where would he fit in with this Ducks team? That's the other big question. Where, where would he fit in? He's a left winger. The Ducks do have some pretty decent left wingers. They have Max Comtois, who's pretty good. Max Jones should be coming back, hopefully. You have Isaac Lundström and you have Sam Steele. So you have some decent left wingers on your team, but you could always use more, and you could always use depth just in case... Sam Steele doesn't come back, in case Lundstrom doesn't come back, in case Milano doesn't come back. This might be more of an insurance piece, just in case the Ducks cannot sign one, two, or all three of those guys, since they are all restricted free agents. Which will go into the second part of this podcast. What should the Ducks do this summer, and what should they do as far as outside help? So we'll talk about that after this brief first intermission from rockauto.com, that is right. RockAuto has all the parts your car will ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. If you drive a Toyota like me, they have the parts for you. If you drive a Chevy like I used to drive, then they have those parts as well. Maybe you drive a Juke. They have those parts too. I mean, I've bought parts from them before. I bought some windshield wipers. They work flawlessly. So if you want to check that out, and if you need some parts at less than half the cost of the big box stores that may not even have those parts available, then head to rockauto.com right now and tell them Locked On Ducks sent to you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Once again, that's rockauto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the first intermission, what should the Ducks do over the summer as far as signings? We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need. Locked on, and I'm Ducks. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. So I mentioned before the break that there was some guys that had some contracts needing to be signed. We have a few pending RFAs. They are restricted free agents. What does that mean? That means they are eligible for arbitration. What does that mean? That means that the Ducks would have the rights, like the, the signing rights. So they're not unrestricted. So Lundestrom, Milano, and Steele, they are still sort of controlled by, the, I mean, sort of, not really, but the Ducks would have control over the market. They'd have control over um, how much they can sign them for. The feeling is that at least two of those guys are coming back. And the feeling is that Milano's coming back. The feeling is that Lundestrom's coming back. Sam Steele, we don't know about. Steele did struggle Last season. And then you have these UFAs, Zach Aston Reese, Vinny LaTerry, Gerald Mayhew, Dominic Simone. I don't know if all of those guys come back or not. But let's talk about the RFAs today. Let's talk about those because I feel like that's important given the signing that the Ducks just did. And let's start, let's start from the bottom. Let's start with Sam Steele. Sam Steele struggled. I don't want to say he struggled mightily last season. He did have some good moments. But his goal scoring has remained stagnant all four seasons. 2019, six goals. 2020, six goals. 2021, six goals. This past season, you guessed it, six goals. So he's got 24 career goals, averaging exactly six goals per season. If nothing else, he's consistent. So there's that. You would like to have more production out of Sam Steele. At least the expectation was that we'd be getting double-digit goals by now. That has not happened. So if you're the Ducks, do you consider that a disappointment? Do you consider that a failure? I don't know if I'd consider that a failure. I mean, he's made due. He's made due and still trying to provide some offense. Still 20 points this season. It's not terrible. Not at all. But is it what we were hoping for with Sam Steele? Not necessarily. So will the Ducks move on from Sam Steele? It's possible if they can get him back for the same contract, if he can come back for maybe a million, then I'd say, yeah, why not? I mean, if it's a $1 million contract, then yeah, why not? Why not sign him for another year or two? If it's only a million. So there's that. Now the other two UFAs or RFAs rather. (laughs) Haha, I knew that. The other two restricted free agents are a little more interesting. And let's start with Isaac Lundestrom, who I think at times has been a little bit underrated this season. He just got off of a contract that paid under a million once again. And Isaac Lundestrom has shown some improvement this season. He scored 16 goals, a career high, 13 assists, also a career high, 21 points in three seasons before this, by the way, in the same amount of games. So this season, he played 80 games. The previous 71 games, he had six goals and nine assists for 15 points, and he has tripled that amount in one season. And honestly... I would like him to stick around. I do think Isaac Lundestrom does have a role. He does create turnovers. He does pick pockets. He's pretty decent on the back check and is, can be a sound defensive player and good on the penalty kill. You still need those kind of players. They are still important players in the grand scheme of things. So yes, I would want Isaac Lundestrom back for how much? That's the key. How much are the Ducks willing to spend on Isaac Lundestrom? Well, he did make under a million dollars this past season. So would you be okay if the Ducks re-sign Lundestrom to a two or three-year deal worth, let's say, 1.5, the Derek Grant contract? Why not? Why not take that deal, folks? If it's a low risk, high reward contract. If you, if the Ducks can get him for 1.2, 1.3, that's a very salary cap friendly contract. So I could see that one happening. Now the big one, the one that people are kind of wondering about. Sonny Milano, Frank earned ready 1.7. I personally think he was worth more. <laughs> 14 goals, 20 assists, 34 points. He was a little bit banged up this season. He was banged up pretty much all of last season as well. So, Frank obviously has a great rapport with Trevor Ziegler. Those two together are magic. And if I'm the Ducks, I sign him to a pretty decent contract. What what say you Ducks fans? What do you think? 3-year deal, 2 million per you think that'd be enough to keep Milano around? I th- I think so. I think that's a pretty decent deal. It's still friendly. It still keeps you well below the cap floor. So those are two moves I think the Ducks could and should make because they still have twenty million to spend. If they spend two two and a half on Sidney Milano and one and a half on Lundestrom, that's under four million dollars. Under four million. They would still have $16 million to spend. So that leads on to another related question. You have $16 million left. Who do you sign? Well, I did bring up one name in a prior podcast, but unfortunately, that name has been signed. So I think I kind of have to revise my list a little bit. And I'll talk about that after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust? And the Stanley Cup playoffs are here. We have the Eastern Conference final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. And in the West, the Avs and the Oilers. How about that game one, huh? If you head over to bet online, maybe a safe bet would take the over on the goal scored for this game. So you could use your little mobile device or use your laptop and head over. To bet online, which has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and hey, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're locked in with JD Hernandez as I talk about what the ducks should do with all this money they have at their disposal and who they should okay who they should go after is someone on defense first off like they will need defense there was one player on my radar and on a lot of people's radars that unfortunately for i guess ducks fans he is sticking with his original team and that is Brian Rust now Brian Rust was a tantalizing possible free agent but Pittsburgh said, well, hold on there. We're going to nip this in the bud right away. Penguins announced that they re-signed Brian Rust to a contract extension. It's a six-year deal, and it has a cap hit of $5.125 million per season. So there you go. It's, yeah, it's over $30 million, six years. That's a good deal for Pittsburgh. That's a very good deal for Pittsburgh. Brian Rust is one of the core pieces of Pittsburgh. And somehow they pulled this off while they still have other contracts to sign. That means they still have lines of Crosby, Gensel. Karts is still there. Rust is in there. Zucker's in there. So they're still doing fine. Now they have some other players to re-sign this offseason. season But Pittsburgh getting a pretty cap-friendly deal. I thought Brian Rust could go for six per. If he was to test free agency, no doubt in my mind, Brian Rust could have gotten six million per season. And there were several teams out there that would have paid that. Ducks probably would have been one of them going after him. So now that Brian Rust is off the list, okay, so who do the Ducks go after now? Well, there's a couple of names on my list, and the reason that I say that the Ducks should go after defense is because, as of right now, they have maybe four guys signed, so they will actually need to sign defensemen no matter what. You have Cam Fowler, Kevin Shattenkirk, Jamie Drysdale, and Josh Mahura. That's it. That's the list. That's that's literally the list. I mean, yes, you also have Drew Hellison, you have Axel Anderson, but yeah, The Ducks need to sign some defensemen, not just for the Ducks, but for the goals as well. Because San Diego, all their defensemen, they're free agents. They're probably gone as well. So if you're the Ducks and the goals, you need to be looking at defense this summer. So a couple names. There's one big one that I I really hope the Ducks go after him aggressively. He's 29 years old, so he's not on the wrong side of 30 yet. A terrific scorer for the Dallas Stars. I'm talking about John Klingberg, the Swede. Hey, the Ducks would love to have another Swede on their team, a Swedish defenseman who's a right-handed shot. The Ducks could use that because right now, the right-handed defensemen the Ducks have are Jamie Drysdale and Kevin Shattenkirk, and that's it. They could definitely use a top-line defenseman. Now, I know Ducks fans are saying, Well, Jamie Drysdale could be a top line. Look, Jamie Drysdale is a terrific, terrific defenseman, but he's only 20. He's still young. It wouldn't be bad to put Jamie Drysdale as a second line right D. And imagine having your three right defensemen of Klingberg, Drysdale, and then Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk is great as a depth defenseman, maybe not for that price tag, but only one more season, the Ducks can stomach that. And they have all the cap space in the world anyway, so they could definitely stomach that. Klingberg last season got four and a quarter. So that was his AAV. I suspect that Klingberg is going to be going after a pretty sizable contract, maybe in the $6 million range or maybe higher. Right now, I think Klingberg is one of the top defensemen in all of the NHL as far as defensemen goes. He scored 47 points last season. The last four seasons, he scored 47, 36, 32, and 45 points. All great. Until you consider his first three seasons in the NHL, he had 67 points, then 49, and then 58. So are his numbers climbing down? Not necessarily because he, he hasn't played every game. That's the other thing to think about. He has not played every game but he still gives gives you about 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 points per game and is a solid, solid defenseman and a long-stick defenseman and the alternate captain for the Dallas Stars as of this moment could get some offers out there. So I I really think that if the Ducks are going to go after any defenseman, it's got to be Don Klingberg because who else is out there? I mean, that's under 30. Think about this. Who else out there that's under 30 years old would be available. Well, you have Josh Manson, who is 30. He could win a cup and then come back to the Ducks. You never know. Then you have Colin Miller from Buffalo. Okay. You have Nikita Zadarov for Calgary. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad one to get. And he made 3.75 last season. And you have Will Butcher from Buffalo. Oh, Okay. He's a guy. How about Ryan Murray? Well, okay. Here's another name that I don't think the Ducks are going to go after. Ethan Bear, who's only 25 years old. Now, I've already seen some Ducks fans saying, hey, let's go after this guy. I like Ethan Bear a lot. He is one of my favorite just people in the National Hockey League. He's a great, great guy. I don't think the Ducks are... I I would like the Ducks to go after him, but I don't think they will Because he is not the type of defenseman that Pat Verbeek would go after. And by that, I mean, I look at his track record in Detroit. I look at his overall track record in general. And he doesn't generally go after those smaller size defensemen. Now, yes, I know the Ducks have a Jamie Drysdale. And Jamie Drysdale is that 5'11 guy. He's not a big, tall defenseman. But that's on the draft, and you already have him. And Drysdale is supremely talented. Ethan Bear, great, great guy. He's not a Pat Verbeek type of player. He just isn't for whatever reason. So I don't, I don't see it happening. I think, I think Pat Verbeek is going to go after some of those other names that I mentioned. I mean, he's got to be aggressive on Klingberg if he wants to shore up that defense. And he's got to go after a couple left defensemen as well. Nick Letty's available. Hey, he's a guy too. You they could always get him. I mean, he'd be very pricey, but they could go after him. How about Ben Sherio for the Florida Panthers? They could go after him as well. He's 31. They could go after him on a three year deal or something like that. Four year deal maybe he'd be looking for. So consider that as well. Then you got some of these other guys that are a little bit younger. And maybe they could have a smaller contract, like Labushkin. Il- Labushkin for Toronto. The Ducks could always use a depth piece, so Labushkin could be there as well. But as far as left defensemen that the Ducks go after, they can go after Mario Ferraro. He'd be a good piece for the San Diego Goals. They could go after they go after David Ferrance. I like him a lot. So again, these are all names that could fit in for both the Ducks and the San Diego goals as well. So those are some names that I'd be looking for if I was GM Pat Verbeek. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on what the Ducks should do. And hey, they have so much money to spend. They they have to spend money anyway to get off the cap floor. So may as well just go all in on Klingberg and see if the Ducks can pick him up. All right. Yeah, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. Next podcast... We'll be talking about prospects, so that'll be a fun one. All right, once again, thank you all for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Citrus, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. et cetera. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.